The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the Hillsboro Tourism Board. Low on gas and near exit 164 during normal business hours? Visit Hillsboro. Learjet, introducing our new Sommelier Interior Edition with wine cellar and monogrammed ice bucket. Fly high above the indolent rubes in a Learjet. And River of Life Lutheran Church, reminding you to ask yourself, are you the reason why Jesus came? Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine It is our traditional semi-biannual Festivus episode of the Wine Fellers. On the most mirthful Festivus episode ever, my good feller Mark and I will tell you which wine gifts to purchase that semi-special someone in your life. And it gets even better. During the second half of our show, we'll meet Bob Compton, executive chef at the Mebane Downtown Table, who will be bringing some delicious treats to sample as we talk about his latest holiday creations. But first, it's now time for you to call the WHUP studios at 919-296-1169 because soon we will be speaking to our favorite French delicacy, Flo. I'm so excited. She is returning for another incredible flow nose segment. In case you've been wearing earplugs, packed in a box, and buried in a hole, Flo is a Winefeller's extra special guest who happens to know basically uh, everything about everything. So it's time to be swept off your feet with more knowledge bombs with Flow Nose. Leave your dirt at the door. Flow Nose, the capital of Idaho. Flo knows who is Michelangelo. Flo knows how to play the banjo. Flo knows, Flo knows it all. Flo knows how to play the bongos. 
Blow nose down a fine Bordeaux. Blow nose, thousand names for snow. Blow nose, blow nose it all. And let it flow. <laughs> well. All right. Okie dokie. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus, Mark. You know, it's Festivus is always uh, my favorite time of the year, as it is yours. And, always. Uh, Goes without saying. And I know that it's... Uh, you know, we've been celebrating Festivus for, uh, you know, either my family goes to your house or your family goes to my house. And we kind of just do that. We've been doing that for a good, you know, five, ten years. And, you know, I just can't get over that metal pole shining so brilliantly with hope and uh, all good cheer and feelings for the new year. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, hope sounds it sounds a little far, but I mean, it, there's a pole. There's a metal pole. Yeah. Yes. Do, do, do people know this? I don't know. People know the story of Festivus. Well, <laughs> if there's a story. <laughs> anyway, you don't have a tree. You've got a metal pole. You have a metal pole. All and, right. <laughs> and any pole will do. You just go to Home Depot, get a pole and a piece of a block of wood to stick it on, and you're pretty good to go. Mark, enough about the details of Festivus. Okay. You know who I want to get to, and she's sitting right here. Hey, look who's here. It's Flo. Hey, Flo. Hello. Well, we we love having Flo on because Flo knows everything about everything. We love to ask her questions. And I think here's our first question we're going to ask her because uh, it is Festivus. And also, it might be Christmas as well coming up. Who knows? Well, there are a number of holidays that uh, kind of grouped around uh, the Festivus uh, season. So Christmas might be one Christmas of them. Christmas is one of them. But Flo, here's a question. So are the holidays, such as Festivus and Christmas, celebrated, celebrated differently in France? And for those of people who are just tuning in for the first time, mm-hmm. Flo is from France, and she uh, can uh, is no, there's no one better to speak about the differences than Flo. Hmm. Well, thank you for um, inviting me. To the show today, and uh, I am from Normandy. So Normandy is the northwest of France. Okay. And the way we uh, we have celebrated Christmas with my family, um, it's been basically a little bit different from the way we celebrate it here. Okay. Not, you know, there's many similarities, but some differences. I would say the main difference is that our Christmas, basically, meal is held on Christmas Eve. Nice. We call it le réveillon, Mm. Mm -hmm. which means wake up. And maybe it has something to do with the fact we have this very elaborate, lavish meal after... uh, the Christmas Mass, okay? Yes. Oh, after. After, mm-hmm. that's right. Afterwards. So we go to the Midnight Mass, okay? And we usually come back home and have Le Réveillon. We celebrate this, you know, elaborate dinner, and we have really yummy food, many delicacies such as foie gras. Uh, you may have caviar, mm. sturgeon eggs, so that is definitely different than uh, I think American. Uh, well, I mean the the well. No, I <clears throat> I know that uh, in in our family, uh, when we uh, have spoken with those who celebrate during the Christmas season, yes, that that they often talk about a meal on Christmas Eve. 
it might be little roll-ups of deli meat or okay. cheeses, uh, but they definitely eat something. Some people even open some presents on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. So usually what we do is after this long meal, and I did not really talk about the, the meal, the Christmas Eve meal, basically. Well, was there any surprises when you moved to America that you weren't expecting when you uh, celebrated well, your first yeah, Mark, Christmas the, here? Yeah, Mark, the food wasn't nearly as good. Well, any like foie way- gras, sturgeon <laughs> eggs. Well, that's true. But like any way, like things that Americans do that you that they don't do in France that kind of surprised you or definitely. Um, my husband's family is from Mississippi, and in Mississippi, being close to Louisiana, my mother-in-law is a very fine cook mm. and she uh, prepared I remember a gumbo oh okay oh, yeah. well that's definitely different than uh, but probably just as delicious I'm sure. in its it own is, way it is delicious but it's uh, it was not a very elaborate meal didn't mm-hmm. last long so we sat down we had meal and after maybe an hour then we basically watch a football game Oh, so you don't do that? You don't do that in France? No, you don't. Uh, I really, I could not believe it. Uh, it was very different, and uh, everybody, you know, cheered around, you know, the TV set. And I really, I'm sorry, but football is not a very popular uh, sport in France. Right, American right. football. Yeah. I know. I didn't know anything you about didn't know that sport that, the first year. No, you but, didn't, but you but didn't you, know the baby Jesus was tied up was tied up with football somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they fly him over in an F fourteen before every yeah, Christmas so. game? Yeah. Well, I, you mentioned something interesting, Flo, which is we we all get around and cheer and celebrate around a television set. Yeah, but that's she's right though because I celebrated my first Christmas about ten years ago. And uh, it was the kind of the same. Uh, I wasn't expecting that the same thing. I we had Christmas uh, uh, dinner around two o'clock. And on, on on which day? The second day. <laughs> on actual Christmas. That's right. Okay. And then we uh, watched uh, football, which was you know I wasn't expecting that as well. So that that's that's something that I was. And then I but of course ten years ago I still, I uh, decorated my first Christmas tree and I got that all wrong. I put the, the tinsel on first. And you're not supposed to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> that goes on last, Mark. Well, now I know. So uh, so that that's very interesting. So different food and different uh, customs. Different food, different customs. That's right. Well, that's great. So let's uh, maybe we should go it, to the. In, in fact, I wanted to interject here for a moment. Sure. As fascinating as this this is, when when this light flashes over here, it means someone is calling in. Hey, we, and a we phone have call. someone right now. So I'm going to patch them through here. Okay. And we're going to bring them on the air. Uh, and hello, uh, caller. You are on the air with the Winefellers and Flo Nose. Are you there? Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Brad. How y'all doing? Brad doing just fine. Hi, Brad. Good to hear where, from where you. Where are you calling from? Uh, just actually not too far out of Hillsborough myself. So, uh, oh, wow. Local listener. We like Excellent. that. Very good. Well, uh, yeah. Brad, you are, as you know, on the uh, air with Flo. And we're just opening up her entire knowledge bank and brain to the world. So if you have a question, uh, we're going to leave it to the two of you. Go ahead. Oh, that's very cool because it, it it's not it's not a wine question. Um, and I've caught y'all on several shows, and 
I know y'all don't always do just wine stuff, but um, that's right. You know, some of y'all segments are kind of goofy, but um, this flow one, this is the best. Uh, I'm so I'm really glad to be. It flows there, right? Yeah. Yes, I am, Brad. I'm listening to you. Oh, good, good, good. All right. So my question is: is um, I purposely wear really tight underwear, and you got to settle a score uh, with me and my girlfriend. Um, I don't know if I can say all this on the radio, but I wear the underwear tight on purpose so that the things that swim around don't exist anymore. And she says, uh, well, who, "Who's she?" And Oh, my girlfriend. Okay. So he says it's my fault and that uh, the underwear wasn't doing its trick or something like that. And I don't think she's cheating on me. But um, uh, Now, Brad, you do have a, a good sense for our show. No, I'm, it's everything crazy and wild and, and wine-related. But, but, uh, but I'm, I want to understand the question. So, so if I hear you right, you got your girlfriend pregnant? Or, yeah. Okay. I guess. Yes, she says so. And so you're wondering if the underwear, do you you wear it tight underwear, and you, you're wondering how that's possible. Yeah. And I guess. Hey, you understand the question? Related to wine, I guess. I guess you could say maybe we were drunk off of wine. If I needed tight in your show or something. No, yeah. that now I've heard of. I've heard now, and Brad, just to and and we're gonna. I'm just going to say this before before Flo delivers her knowledge bomb on you. But I've heard of lots of things like this that can, uh, I guess, act, act as a way of preventing you from being able to procreate, no, no, so to no, speak. No, no, I've heard this. I've heard well, that if you wear not, underwear that's too tight, that it reduces your sperm count. And, or if you get in a hot well, tub. It's all about raising the temperature of those guys down there. So you're wondering... Well, like, cyclists can't have babies. You know, like, the guys that ride the bikes all day and hmm. stuff. I did not know that. Yeah. Or... Well, let's, well, let's, yeah. let's give We're, it to Flo. Let's so, open up the floor to Flo. All right, settle the floor. Do, do, does tight, is tight underwear a good method of uh, reproductive control? I guess that's a question mark. So is it the only way or the only thing you use to uh, avoid basically a pregnancy well brad yeah yes. yeah and it's worked for and he has worked for you stuff, yeah. how, how long has it worked for mm, probably like three years or so with a Hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. doubt this is this is any sort of scientifically. Well, uh, no, I want I want to hear what Flo has to say about this. So it's worked for three years, and mm -hmm. now it hasn't. We, I mean, the other girlfriends, but now not her. So I don't know. Oh, other girlfriends. I know it worked on the other girlfriends. Okay, okay. Well, so what do you think, Flo? Well. Uh, what I would think is there's a better way to uh, prevent uh, pregnancy. Um, yeah, sure. You can say that on the air. Uh -huh. Okay. So I would say use uh, condoms. That's, uh, to me, the best way to prevent uh, pregnancy. It's uh, cheap. It is uh, easy to get. There are different kinds with different flavors. It can be, you know, it's not unpleasant to wear, and it's not unpleasant yeah. to the female either. I thought. So why 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 didn't you? Why not use yeah, yeah. Well, this? Can if I just wear tighter brief uh, not boxer but briefs? Were, you think that would work better? 
That's a that's a good point. What if what if he wore just tighter underwear? Well, apparently it has not worked for you. Boom. So right there, I think you should just not use that uh, method. Uh, I would say condoms. I agree. Definitely. And it will just... Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> no. that's not cheating. Now, okay. now well, uh, Brad, we appreciate the call. I mean, and Flo does know everything. And uh, well, Do you think you'll listen to what she has to say about this, or are you going to kind of go it on your own? Um, you know, that's a good question. I'm going to... I'm going to find out for sure if she's definitely pregnant. She's not just messing with my head. <laughs> oh, I, I hear you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for... Yeah, Brad, thank, thank you for the call. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add about uh, Brad's question before we move on, Flo? No, I, I don't, Brad, but I think you definitely need to have a serious conversation with your girlfriend because um, it is a great responsibility to become a father. Yes, and that's often lost in these conversations, Joe. Well, this one in particular, Mark. So, Mark. So we have, so we have a. Uh, well, Flo, I need do to. Do we have time for a? Uh, well, we've got a. Uh, we've got Festivus gifts. Lined okay, up. we have Festivus. Yeah, gifts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what we've got going on here. Okay. Flo, thank you. Thank you, Flo. That so was wonderful. Much. Well, you you welcome. And, and as always, Mark, I want these segments to be longer. We need to move the Winefellers to a two-hour block. I know. You're listening to our semi-biannual Festivus edition of the Winefellers with Flo Nose right here on WHUP Hillsboro. Don't go anywhere. Today is a new day, a warm and happy day, a good time to be alive. Say goodbye to the ice and snow, enjoy the red Bordeaux, look how you survive. But now is the spring of our discontent. Glow. I'll bet you steal the show. You've rubbed me the right way. You're the cream of the crop. You've reached that hilltop. You've blown the cobwebs away. But now is the spring of our discontent. To the ice and snow Enjoy the red Bordeaux Look how you survive But now is the spring of our discontent Oh Now is the spring of our discontent to the orange fascist tyrant 
A happy precedent A super segment It's Wine Fellers Special event Turn your radio up Turn it up Grab your wine cup Go get it Put on some makeup oh, yeah. It's Wine Fellers Special roundup Cork your wine bottle Feed your brothel Seal that glory hole With Mark and Joe on Cruise Control Lost your wife and kids to cancer. Your life is on skids. You've got no reason to live. Let the wine fellers plant a blissful kiss. We're proud to present a happy present. A super segment is wine fellers that we Oh my gosh, Mark! I love to hear you sing. I well, just, <laughs> it, I do it, it so well. It in itself is a magical, special event. You know, I could have auto-tuned that song, but I said no. You wouldn't have really heard the real me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I really got to know you when I listened to those oohs and ahs right there. Yeah, well, it was beautiful. Yeah, one thing is to sing, and then also sing as yourself as the backup singer. Yeah, it it it's a song that cannot be duplicated. Mark, all year we've investigated wine-related products. Had their had their makers on the show even. You know this. I do. And even used and reviewed some of them. We have. So for some of the oddest gifts for your consideration this Festivus, I've put together a list. Oh. And we're going to revisit uh, some of those wine-related products and gifts and learn about some new ones as well. Oh, wonderful. Just in time for Festivus. Just in time for Festivus. You know, it's an odd holiday. And so... It, it, it's weird that it comes also it comes around around some other holidays. There are a number of uh, pop-up holidays that have uh, kind of assembled around Festivus. Christmas, Hanukkah. Uh, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. As well. So they all kind of just... New Year's. Kind of just jumping on the bandwagon there. Yeah. Of uh, the long-standing tradition of Festivus. Now, the first product which I think deserves a place on every uh, Festivus uh, poll or table, <laughs> whatever, yes. however that works, is one that you've brought in today. Well, right. So uh, a few, like it's probably uh, three months back or so, we had a gentleman on talking about his product. It was called the Levitating Cup. Now, the levitating cup is a cup that actually levitates on a magnet, an electromagnet. And I was so enthralled by this uh, <laughs> you were. new product. Oh, my God. I bought one. It was a Kickstarter campaign, and I bought one. So I, it's, it's <laughs> I a, couldn't believe you when you said you were an early adopter on this Kickstarter campaign. I was. They, hadn't, they didn't even have a product yet to ship you. No. And now, they had a video. They had a video. A very nice video. It was, a nice, it was well done. And so it's an, actually a glass due to electromagnet actually floats above its coaster base. Yeah, but it's not just any glass. This glass has a magnetic, uh, it has a magnet or something in the bottom. Right. This is uh, the levitating cup. It's not just a cup. It's the combination cup and pedestal. The pedestal, mm -hmm. from what I can see here, and you've got it all set up and oh, it's yeah. spinning. Uh, the glass is spinning. It's a black box, which makes it very mysterious. Right. And if you go actually go on the Winefellers, uh, either Twitter or Facebook account, you can actually see me working with this. See thing, it so. in use. Now, you <laughs> you sent me a video 
finally they they sent this product out to you yes right and they and and you sent me a video that um uh was not didn't really look that good it was not a glowing endorsement and you basically said this thing is useless <laughs> okay this thing it took a while to get it took a while to figure this thing out so it's it, there's a learning curve now let me just say that once this thing is working and it's floating above its base it looks really cool. I mean, it really does. It does. And how it long, looks like magic. How long will it spin there? It'll spin forever. I mean, like forever. Wow. It's like wow. a perpetual motion machine. Oh, you, our energy crisis has been solved. <laughs> I know. Except for the fact that you have to plug it in and then turn it. Yeah. So, but it, it's it's it, it really is amazing. So, <laughs> but the issue is is that there is a really strong electromagnet that has to be dealt with with care, and you cannot mess around with this magnet. Because if you do anything wrong, you're going to have a drink spilled not only across your kitchen, across your living room, your house, your ceiling. I mean, you have to take this thing with a, a lot of care. You can tell there were a couple of product uh, design iterations with this glass because it is like a, a quarter inch to a half inch thick of like acrylic plastic it's bulletproof it, it, tempered <laughs> plastic it is there's no glass here they're expecting you for this glass to fly across the table <laughs> which it has so i have not put actually any fluid in it because i think that's too dangerous <laughs> i've only is i've only put either nothing or ice how it, it's how is the actual product different from the one they sold you well it you know it, it's basically the same because you wouldn't have bought it had they said you can't put anything actually in the glass. So, so the, what they don't tell you in the video is that you, they give you a little training wheels to put your to put the glass on the coaster. Then you take the training wheels slowly off. I saw you placing those. Right. Uh, they're they're almost like these guides, right. Or templates. You that have to use the guides. You put those on because it's hovering right now at the moment yeah. over this like six inch square black box. So if you yeah, and and if and you without the use of these plastic guides if, if you don't put it perfectly in the center to get it locked in it's, it flies off it well, flies and it's i mean like attached <laughs> to the base like in a millisecond like it's really very powerful and but you it's very difficult to you do gotta pull really guides. hard to take it you off you have to use the guides and then and then slowly <laughs> move the guides away so this is every time you take a drink from your glass you have when you want to put the glass back down you have to put the oh. guides back on the, their promotional material did not show the use of the guides. They don't show you having to put the glass on some guides and then slowly moving the guides, <laughs> slide the guides away. But and you have can. It float. This glass is spinning here in front of us. Yes, uh, it's levitating. It's levitating, and you can grab that glass right now and re remove it. Sure. All right, show me that. There you go. All right. Oh wow! Just comes right off. Comes right off. Now try to put it back on for me. Well, without the guides, it's hard. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, and it's now it's stuck on there. It's just completely yeah, stuck. Yeah, you need the guides. Okay, so um, so what you do is you put the guides back on now. I see you doing that. Two little plastic guides. And now, and now you you're put putting your, your glass. It's, and now I can remove, I slowly, slowly remove the guides, and now it's fine. And now it's locked. That's right. So... Yeah, so this is so that so I I, rec I do recommend it. I mean, I think... Well, for what, Mark? This seems impractical. It's completely impractical. There is no practical. You cannot Making it actually drink out of this glass. Perfect Festivus gift. Can you walk now? <laughs> some of their videos showed them picking up that black box and walking across the room with a floating glass of wine on it. Can you do that? 
if you are so careful and <laughs> and and then when I'm talking about like you ever tried to move across your house and not try to disrupt your motion detector and your you know what I'm talking about that's impossible like you really if you move slow enough you don't you can kind of you know not make the light turn on that's what it's like you have to move very slowly and very level and you don't breathe and then you can kind of carry it across the room now on the videos <laughs> it seems like people are just walking across the room no problem it's a little bit more challenging than that i i'm feeling this glass right now and it is you're right it is an in incredibly strong electromagnet in yes, this thing. Yes, it is. Now, I and have, I've, uh, you know, talking about uh, some personal stories about ourselves, right? I've been in, I've been doing some running during my life, right? You now, have. Now and then. Uh, but uh, and you're running now. during some injuries, had to go get an MRI performed. Yeah, they put you inside of a giant electromagnet. That's right. And they, they're like, they ask take you questions. Your, yeah, take, in, you have, do you have a heart uh, pacemaker. Right. Do you have Do a you metal have shunt in your head? Because <laughs> this thing will rip it clean out of your skull. Well, I, I would I would say this magnet is probably on par as being as strong. I would not put my wallet with my credit cards <laughs> next to this thing. And and I actually when I when I have it on too long and I'm next to it, I feel like I feel it. No, that's just in your head. You Mark. think so? Yeah, and okay. yeah, and you get migraines. I feel like from it gives Wi-Fi me heart palpitations. Well. All right, well that's fine. Well, and then that, and that so. Did it come with any medical warnings? <laughs> no. But oh, one thing you did say that I remember you said you were like, "This thing is a piece of junk, but the packaging is superb." Well, I look. I called it a piece of junk before I could get it to work. Now that I've gotten to work, it's it's. I'm I'm going on the record. It's cool. Okay. It's not functional whatsoever. Do not put any liquid in it. Do not actually try to use it as a coaster. But uh, for something that just floats. <laughs> Above a base, and if you want to impress people who are impressed by that, which may... I'm kind of impressed by this. It's still spinning, by the way. Yes, it's cool. This thing keeps spinning. Uh, we're putting that away right. before anyone gets hurt, and I want to move on to a more serious uh, product. I mean, not that that's not serious, Mark, All right, but I was doing some shopping, a okay. festivist shopping for you online. What's next? And I knew that you drink a lot of wine. Okay. Well, who told you yeah, that? exactly. My wine feller, Mark, drinking wine. I want to talk about wine decanters mm. and the role they play Let's do that. in the the wine connoisseur's life, but also the life of those next to the wine connoisseurs. Is this a gift you should buy for someone? A wine decanter? Yes. And if so, this is yeah. This is a serious question here. And if so, how do you know which one to buy? A wine decanter, if you're totally new to the field of wine, is just a vessel, uh, typically a glass vessel you pour the bottle of wine into so it gets oxygenated, just sits there, and then after a few minutes you drink the wine and it's better than if you'd had it straight out of the bottle. And that's true. So uh, anything can be a wine decanter. Uh, for example, your glass is actually a wine decanter because that's why some of these burgundy glasses are wide. So it has more ox more a surface area mm -hmm. to oxygenate, oxygenate your wine. And you want to oxygenate your wine if it's a younger, uh, a younger Bordeaux or Burgundy that's been aged in oak barrels and you have this kind of tannic quality that uh, would taste better if you left it in the bottle longer, but if you're not doing that, sometimes it's just better to just uh, decant your wine. Now, anything can be a decanter, and decanters can run from oh, you know, yeah. basically nothing to $1,000. Yes, I saw that. You don't need a Riedel tuxedo 
decanter. I mean, you don't. They look nice. Sure. But but, but any vessel that that has including the bottle itself. In the bottle itself is actually you decanter. open up a bottle. That's why a lot of people will just let it sit because right. their air gets in there. It that's does right. oxygenate it. But if who should I if I'm considering buying a cheap decanter? Well, right. maybe one that I think looks nice. Forty dollar decanter. Right. That that looks good. Uh, I tell you what I would do. Tell me. I would go to an auction house and just buy an old crystal decanter. Because oh, just for any you can find a million of them, and and they cut glass, they cut decanter, glass. They're pretty twenty bucks. They do exactly what you want them to do, and I wouldn't. Exp- I really wouldn't spend more than forty dollars on a on a decanter. And this way, you can get a vintage one. Should I be drinking all of my wine out of a decanter? No. So, for example, like uh, you know, if uh, you come over to my house and I'm sharing, uh, maybe an eighty-two uh, shovel blanc. Yes, that wine's been aged quite long enough and if i decant it it's just going to make it faint it's just going to make it fade really fast and after a while i'm not going to get the flavor so if you're drinking an older bottle i would not decant it because you want to keep that flavor in the bottle and uh and uh, you want to um actually drink it pretty quickly so you would think that decanters are used less frequency uh, with less frequency with those drinking very good wines. That's true and that's not so you know sometimes you go to nice restaurants the kind of the uh the bottom line is that uh, they'll just want to put your wine in a decanter, but that's not always the right way. And, and it looks good. It's a it's a marketing device. It's yeah, it's a marketing device. All right. Well, so you're saying spend forty bucks on a decanter? Just get a crystal get decanter. A de- anything, not even specific for wine. No, you can even put it in, in a glass <laughs> vase. It's fine. I w- I will find one for you, Mark. Okay. Uh, I've got we've got time for a few more items on okay. the list. This one we visited before this year, during this year. Uh, We even have some Winery 51 special projects going on in this area. And I'm just going to say this, and it's not what you think it is. It's the wine rack. Oh, I remember Do you remember the wine rack? Yes. I'm not talking about a wooden rack that you put wine in and t- for storage purposes. No. So remind our listeners what a wine rack is. Well, sometimes the uh, female mammary glands are referred to as a, a rack. Not in my household, but they can they have been referred okay. to. <laughs> We're talking about a bra that yes. you can fill with up to 24 ounces of fluid. That's right. And then and discreetly Sneak it in to whichever event, or if you're just hosting your own party, I guess wear it there. Sure. So you can discreetly consume the liquid within. That is a perfect Festivus wine gift (laughs) endorsed by the wine fellers. You know, I like to, uh, I would like to maybe at my next party have these laying about as you come into the home to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, strap one on. Yes. Get uh, your party going. So those are, we, I think that's a, a gift that we can get at Amazon. I think, you know, we've talked about this before. I think one problem with the gift is that uh, while you're uh, drinking your wine and uh, you may, your physique may change over time. And that could, <laughs> might be disconcerting to some. Uh, look, <clears throat> it's a great way to break the ice. Someone comes into your house for a party and you just say, take off your shirt and put this on. Okay. Men, women, everyone. Well, I don't get to have those kind of parties, but, you know. <laughs> or uh, this brings up my next product that's completely related. Okay. Okay. 
it's uh, and this is for this is so you can host an adult drinking party, festivus party, festivus party with everyone around, and everyone's totally drinking, but no one knows anyone's drinking. What's the next wine <clears throat> festivus gift? It is the beer belly. It's a strap on beer gut that holds, get this, 80 ounces, fluid ounces of your favorite liquid. And, <laughs> favorite uh, liquid, that sounds so odd. Yes, favorite liquid. <laughs> ah, a delicious glass of my favorite my liquid. My favorite liquid is cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the guy who shows up with 80 fluid ounces of NyQuil just you know, 15 minutes into the party, he's out. Just out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. L- the beer belly... Uh, has some mixed reviews on on Amazon. Does I had to it? look this up. Yeah, really? the the wine rack, on the other hand, great reviews. The beer belly apparently what's not to uh, like. You would never believe this, but it's made out of subpar materials. <laughs> not only have people told tale of it bursting open. <laughs> Well, that is At a problem. The, I mean, you can't. They you say got a football they game and say, a thing bursts open. <laughs> <It's a problem. laughs> this one guy said it after like twenty minutes into the 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 baseball game he went to, eighty fluid ounces <laughs> <laughs> burst forth from his waistline, <laughs> and 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 it's it's almost worse. I would almost rather tell people I can't say this word. I urinated myself. I can say that word. Well, but what people think is like from the movie <laughs> Alien, you know, <laughs> like something really bad medically happened to this person, <laughs> and they just <laughs> lost whatever the fluid was in their belly. <laughs> That's disconcerting to people. I can oh, see. Oh, it's horrible. So, so secondly, the beer belly. Even if you maybe buy one that happened to be constructed a little more sturdily, yeah. Um, the uh, the vinyl material <laughs> from which the sack is sewn <laughs> is apparently this horrible carcinogenic. Oh, it, it's basically like a pool liner. Ugh, and I'm sure the alcohol they, just releases they, all that. Well, they yeah they <laughs> yeah it's like putting paint thinner in there. Yeah, you know? they people say that it ruins any drink you put in there. And that says something because if you if you're resorting to drinking beer out of a fake belly, <laughs> you're probably not too you're not too con- concerned about what your beer tastes like. Uh, Mark, those are some of the gifts that I think are important to revisit this year. That's a these are festivist gifts designed these, for you. I, I suppose you could use them for other holidays. Other holidays as well. They're good for any holiday at all. You're listening to this semi-biannual Festivus edition of the Weinfellers right here on WHUP Hillsboro. Don't go anywhere.
Raise the flag. Slap the bag. You are listening to the Wine Fellers. Bob Compton, a North Carolina native, raised on a small farm in Cedar Grove, found his intellectual pursuits leading him away from the family farm. As he studied and found his intellectual pursuits leading him away as he studied food service management, realizing that that was exactly what he wanted to do, he gravitated towards it naturally. After working in some of the top restaurants in the South, he returned home to work on the family farm. Ten years later, having retained his love of food in the kitchen, he entered the field again and is currently the executive chef at the Mebbin Downtown Table. Bob, Mark and I welcome you to this very extremely special edition of the Winefellers. Bob, thank you for coming today. Thank you so much for being on our show. We're so thrilled to have you. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, this Mebbin, is exciting. This is exciting. You know, <laughs> Mebbin is quite fortunate because Mebbin is, uh, you know, doesn't have as many, I'm going to venture to say, nice restaurants as Hillsboro, but this easy, restaurant. Mark, easy, Mark. No, I'm just going to call I'm, it I'm a it Mebbinite is. myself. I think you're a. Eflinite now, but I was a Mebonite for years. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> no, but uh, but this restaurant is, uh, in my opinion, the best restaurant in Mebon. I believe it. Yes, absolutely, Bob. How long have you been at the downtown table in Mebon? A uh, little over a year, about a year and four months. And if you could describe the type of food on the menu, the atmosphere, how would you how would you describe this and summarize it for for folks who haven't been there? Uh, the Mebbin Downtown Table is a casual fine dining restaurant. We Half of the tables are covered with tablecloths, mm-hmm. and the other tables are a wormy maple, which we like to showcase. And it's right downtown Mebbin, nice. too. It's a really kind of a neat area. So it's always been revitalized, and there's a lot moving in, and it's, it's a really uh, uh, a really nice area. Got lots of good shops to shop in. There's Tanger Outlet out on the interstate, and then folks come in and shop downtown as well. Mebbin has done a tremendous job at promoting the downtown. I mean, even though it's, you know, I don't know, a mile, mile and a half away from the interstate, lots of folks get down there. And what what are these people, when they come in there, what are they ordering to eat? What are, What's some of the, f- the f- favorites uh, with folks who come there? Well, we change specials twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. So there are lots of good fish specials, scallop, snapper, uh, grouper, halibut. We do a lot of fish nice. as specials. We have a couple of fish on the menu. We have shrimp and grits that all, everyone tries. Everyone says they like them. They're great. Uh, we do uh, filet mignon. We do prime rib. Uh, a couple of chicken dishes that change once in a while. Uh, this one right now has a uh, local sausage with uh, poblanos uh, with a jus. Turns out really great, and it's got chipotle mac and cheese with it. It's like a grown-up happy, <laughs> happy meal. Sounds that sounds delicious. <laughs> so it seems like you have an interest, interesting story. You didn't uh, uh, become a chef, uh, it seems like, until later on in life, and you had kind of a roundabout way to, to, to your c- chosen craft in life. How, how did that happen? Accident. Okay. <laughs> Pretty like much. so many great well, things, I, right? Well, I, I needed a job when I left uh, my first college experience, and my folks said they couldn't pay me to work on the farm. Mm-hmm. 
So I had to find a job. Okay. And it ended up being in a kitchen. And and the first restaurant was uh, used to be called TK Trips in Durham. Sure, I remember oh, yeah. that. And I worked there for about two years. I moved over to uh, the Sheraton Inn University Center. It's now called the Millennium I remember that. Hotel. Well, yeah, that's still there. Uh-huh. And then I moved, I finished uh, school with uh, culinary and moved to Atlanta. Oh, where and where did you, uh, what restaurant in Atlanta? Cause Mark's was, from there. That's where I'm from. I worked in Peachtree City, Georgia at the Peachtree Executive Conference Center. Okay, great. I worked at the uh, Occidental Grand Hotel. It's now called the Grand Hotel. It's on 14th Street in Midtown. Downtown, yeah. And then a lo- other restaurants that I didn't, some didn't get paid. Sometimes I just went and worked to learn and get experience. That's and, wonderful. And I visited several other hotels that I can't mention because I didn't work there, but well, how, how did it come that you worked at, at the restaurant you are working now? How, how did that happen? Well, I searched and was looking for something closer to home. I was working mm-hmm. over in Durham at the Refectory Cafe, was on the Duke campus at the law school after I started back into cooking. Okay. Well, uh, Jennifer and I have been to your restaurant, and so, and Joe, you've been to the restaurant. My wife has been there, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I knew this would come up on air. Oh. And I hate to admit that I have not. But your wife has been. Okay. Yes, she yeah. has, and just has wonderful things to say. Yeah, and, well, we have wonderful things to say, too, and, and Jennifer and I, uh, we, we love the, the food there, and it seems like we're really uh, fortunate because you brought food. <laughs> from your restaurant. I mean, this looks beautiful. What did you bring? I brought hors d'oeuvres for you guys to try and taste with the wine. I have our chicken salad in uh, Brussels sprout leaves. I crisped up a wow, little, little bit of our pork it, belly on some crostinis. I, I want to describe this first thing we're going to try. This yeah. is a Mark, you got to get a shot for that for our Facebook and Instagram. Because we are going to tear right into that, Yeah, my no, before, before I do that, I want to make sure I have a picture of it because it's really beautiful. Uh, that we uh, that we do that for for all our listeners, but so this is it's it's uh is this you said chicken salad? It's our chicken salad that we have it's every inside day. Inside Brussels sprout leaves, like little individual, oh, uh, perfect. like perfect hors d'oeuvre size. It's really kind of a cool thing. I've never seen anything like it. Oh my so gosh! We're gonna try that. Oh sure. Well, you know, don't pass the entire. I mean, unless you want to give me the entire tray, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, which you're right. free to do. I mean, I, I can tell you're. Oh, uh, we have uh, here. Chomping well, at the Linda's finger. coming over, and she's gonna give us a little help here. You know, um, we are so fortunate to have a fantastic support staff here. We do. At the Weinfellers. We do. Um, and, and they don't mind because uh, y- although it's a volunteer, they are in some ways paid. We don't pay her? Well, with, with wine. Oh, yeah, that's payment. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, morally questionable, Mark. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, well. Uh, however you can get the job done. Yeah, when I submit the W-2s, I just say wine. I guess I can do that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this so looks fantastic and it's beautiful. Uh, Bob has and brought he also in brought a Shiraz. I see a that. rickety bridge. Oh, it's good. Brick, rickety bridge, a uh, Shiraz, 2013, and uh, a Shiraz is a, a pretty versatile wine. And so this is uh, this should go very well with these hors d'oeuvres. Doesn't it look uh, fantastic here? Now look at that. I mean, just plating it up <clears throat> like crazy over wow. there. Wow. Well, let's let's. Uh, <clears throat> Bob, what what am I? What am I going to try We're, first? Let's try the here. Brussels sprout with the... Uh, sure, try that first. With that one first, Let's yeah. give it a go. I really mm. like that, Mark. Just a little Brussels sprout leaf there. Wow. Great. Very good. Wow, mm. this is really good. Mm. 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 So you're ser- is, this, is this something that you just came up with, or are you, is this ser- being served at the restaurant right now? The chicken salad is served at the restaurant at lunch, and we serve it across the street. It reads Coffee and Art. Wow. You can pick them up to go. You can buy it by the pound. 
I could eat a whole plate of just that. That's that, really good. I love that. Was that like a little cranberry it's in a there? A little cranberry, great. Mm. A little bit of lemon zest, a little bit of red pepper flake. That's beautiful. Seasoning, salt, pepper. I'm a huge celery. fan of red pepper flakes, man. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, just Green onions. Onions. a little bit of, yeah. on everything. That's, and I'm going to try right. this. This is the Rickety Bridge Shiraz. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan oh, that's really of good. these wines. Actually, that's much better than the wine that I brought today. That's really good. I like that. Oh my gosh! So, that's delicious. why did you did you uh, um, reason why you chose this wine uh, to bring to? So we're gonna do a wine dinner on February 11th, and mm-hmm. they are gonna be our wine folks that'll be there for that. Oh my gosh! And they and there's uh, how many different wines will they have to choose from? Or is it just like the Shiraz? Or? Well, we right now we have four on the menu. We have a Chenin Blanc, a Chardonnay, a Shiraz, and a Rosé. Wow, nice! And I tasted all of them, and I liked all of them. And I'm not a Rosé or a White, but they were all really good. But yeah, they have about ten or twelve different price range moves up from there. That's very good. So what's what's uh, in interest of time? What are we trying next? <laughs> so next, you, that Mark's one you put your hand on will uh-huh. be the. Uh, I see That's that. the Ribiola from uh, Boxcar Farms in Cedar Grove. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm. Where's, so where's this cheese from? <laughs> Boxcar Farms in, mm. in Cedar nice Grove. Spice to it. That is delicious. That's from the cracker or the cheese? Oh, oh, a yeah. little bit of spice from the cracker, from, from, the, the, cracker. from the focaccia, yeah. The cheese is excellent. That's wonderful. This uh, Wow, that's local? That's great. Yes. They wow. also sell it at Weaver Street Market down the street. I really like that. We have so many uh, great farms in this area I know. that are producing, you know, dairy products, beef products, pork products, everything, and a lot of in the restaurants I think are thriving partly because of that. So, are you are you trying? Do you try to source from local or as much as I can? To, as I go along, it'll grow and get bigger and bigger at what I can use and what I can bring in. So, I have a rabbit farm south of us that I get rabbits from when I do rabbits. Neat. I got ducks that I'm going to start buying from a, a farm really close by between. Well, you just and mentioned Evan. my favorite food in the whole world, duck. Yeah, oh, <laughs> mine too. Yeah, that's great. Uh, is duck on the menu now? Is it? Uh, I have uh, on the menu uh, this coming Saturday. We have a Christmas Eve menu, and I have I yes. roasted ducks. Uh, we're going to do beef Wellington, prime rib, our shrimp and grits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems so. Your the Christmas uh, Eve menu is uh, something that we. Um, that's well, a, we were talking with Flo earlier. Wow, look at this menu. So this is something that you were showing. This is coming up, and. Uh, if this would be a great time to go because there's prime rib and there's snapper and there's leg of lamb and there's beef Wilmington and duck Lorange. I mean, there's that's uh, that's probably what I get. But it's really this is an amazing <laughs> menu. Wow, thank you. Now, thank you. Now, uh, Mark, pass that over here because yes. I'm going to be picking out what I'm uh, going to order. Uh, when, this is a sneak peek. This is not out for the public viewing yet. No, actually, there's, I just put it on Facebook today. All right. All right. Well, you know. All right. Well, we're the you know us and four billion other people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we're not the last. No. Oh my gosh, Maine lobster risotto just for a starter. That's what I'm going with there, Mark. So and so, then a wild mushroom salad. So so what's uh, what's oh. what should we try next? Right in the middle is the pimento cheese that we have on the menu. Oh yeah, and we can keep cheese. that on the menu. Now I will say that I've been across the street to the Reed's Coffee Shop, yep. and I've bought. Is this the same pimento cheese same you sell in there? Same exact so pimento cheese. I know what I'm yes. So you made it with the red peppers and the mayonnaise, and yes. you, you did this yourself. Sharp cheddar, yes, sir. That's the only way to eat pimento cheese is, like, mm-hmm. homemade. Mm. This is obviously mm. this is really good. Yeah. Mm. Really good. 
You put the peppers in. I can and see that. So, so delicious. Normal. And I think a lot of these savory foods go very well wow. with this Shiraz? Shiraz. I mean, in my opinion. They're really good. I mean, it's, it's hard to, to beat a fine Shiraz, Mark. Well, that was great. Okay. And so I that, can't believe how much you brought. We, we, I just want to try to get through it all. What, what's, what's that's, that, what? that's our pork belly of Seven Springs Farms. It's down east of Raleigh, and we bring it in. We pork belly. sear it off, and then we raise it in the oven for several hours. We take it back out. We resear it, and then it oh, goes wow. on several different things. That's good. And this is exactly like the way my wife likes it, very crispy and really, mm. it's really good. <laughs> Mark, I think your favorite food is bacon. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, I don't, if I don't eat bacon like once a day, I get a little shaky. Bob, uh, Mark was uh, raised vegetarian. And, oh, right. And in, uh, well, however. He just fell off the wagon then. Well, he, he, he got just right where he needed to be. He um, went over to a friend's house, and I think for breakfast they served some bacon. Mark was like, what is this? And ate some of it. And I had, had never it. had, until the age of 13, <laughs> I had tried, at the age of 13, I tried bacon for the first time. I never knew it existed. <laughs> oh, man. Mark loved it so much, uh, without the hosts knowing, mm-hmm. or his parents, stuffed as much I as he could. I put the bacon in my pocket Into his pockets. And went home. <laughs> and then my mom discovered the bacon in my coat pocket. <laughs> and it was almost Did as she if, lose it? It was almost as if she discovered a bag of pot. <laughs> it was that just, bad what is this mark and i imagine just all these bacon crumbs bacon falling, falling everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> like she th- I, somehow i thought i could hide it because you know bacon does seem to smell up the place as you, and, and a veg- especially in a vegetarian house so that was my first experience with bacon but but that i decided that that was gonna be my life calling <laughs> so you like this uh it was awesome. This right here. And, this is And fantastic. I've eaten a lot of bacon in my time. I'm going to tell you, that is really, really good. Thank mm. you, guys. Okay. So this is, uh, so what's next? That's the cotton seed in your hand. This right here? From the same Show farm. Show me, Mark. Which one am I going? Oh, right yeah. Here. Now, oh, this looks like a fantastic cheese. Mm. What you got, Mark? <laughs> so good. I think this is the best uh, tasting wow. you've ever done on the show. This wow. is really good. So, in my opinion... Wow. Crow wow, microphone. That cheese is fantastic. It is amazing. And I love the, again, just the flavors in all of these. And this uh, bread, this toast, I guess you It's call focaccia. It? Yeah, we focaccia? do crostinis at work, and this is a focaccia crostini. Then it's perfect. This with the pimento cheese is a baguette crostini. And the last, so what's the last one? Mm. That is one of their cheeses. I cannot remember the name of it at the moment. Okay. Well, but it's, uh, it's, right. it's, it's a kind, it's it almost looks like a, yeah. like a gouda here, but similar. Yeah, yeah. A different, oh little gosh. bit different flavor though. Mm. Oh wow! Another local cheese. So mm. yeah. So if you haven't been to ta- um, oh, it's Lasome. I'm sorry. Mm. That's what it was. Yep. Lasome. That's delicious. Mm. They have a. They, the, it's a sister brother team at Boxcar Farms. So if, if you haven't been to the downtown... And they're just making they're just all making of these che- cheeses. Yeah. So if, yeah. if you've not been down huh. to the downtown table, um, y- we highly recommend that you go. It's, it is as good, if not better, than 99% of the restaurants around here. And I seriously mean that. I mean, there, it's, it's, it's a jewel for Mepin to have uh, this restaurant. Now, when our listeners go in there, Bob, can they uh, ask for you and say, hey... 
Yes, if it's later in the evening, I can come out and visit. <laughs> if it's after eight o'clock or so, and it depends on how busy we are. And and are you amenable to folks coming in and saying, you know, it all looks good. I don't know what I should order. And um, you know, either the wait staff or you know, you can stop your busy schedule in the kitchen, come out and tell them what to order. I, maybe <laughs> it's possible. Friday and Saturday nights are a little bit difficult. You need a reservation on those two nights. Oh. Gosh. Well, I we think do, that speaks to your it's success. Worth, so it's totally worth uh, making a reservation going whenever you can. Yes, and uh, yeah, please uh, you know, consider open, also opening up a restaurant at some point in Hillsboro. We would love to have you here <laughs> as well. That's how much I like you like, guys. So. I think uh, there's uh, a space directly across the hall from the WHEP studios. I think so. We could open that up. <laughs> have an uh, upstairs restaurant. I would love that. <laughs> well, Bob, uh, yeah. we really just thought it was just wonderful that you're on your show. Thank you so much. Promise that you'll come on again. Just let me know when you want me to come. And uh, what's the name of the website if they want to? Uh, people want to go to uh, learn more about your restaurant, the Meb and Downtown Table, the Meb and Downtown Table dot com. Thank you yes, so sir. much, Bob. Thank you. thank you so much. You've been listening to another exciting episode of the Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies. Change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sang when the dark days come are the songs that we sang when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow we